You're listening to Bad Plans, a weekly Dungeons & Dragons show. We are live on Twitch every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Central. You find out more at WeMakeBadPlans.com. Enjoy the show. It's been nearly a month since you first stepped foot in the Steel Sands oh. Desert. <laughs> When you first arrived here from Stillgate, you had little idea of what to expect, other than that a madman known as the Tinker had been bringing machines to life using souls, and that he had to be stopped. When you first arrived, you met Saban, and were introduced to the Bali, the native people of the desert. You were experienced, uh, you experienced their delicious cooking, their charming music, and welcoming hearts. They're good people. He traveled through the deep dunes where he came face to face with a tribe of centaurs who would later become staunch allies. You discovered an ancient Thulesh ruin and explored the inner sanctum of a temple that hadn't been disturbed in thousands of years. You found vast riches and powerful magical artifacts, but also let loose something potentially very dangerous into the world while you were at it. Oops. Oops. <laughs> From there, you traveled to Catel's Oasis a haven for the Bali and other wayward travelers who needed respite from the harsh desert. You befriended the leader, Catel, a fierce tiefling warrior who led a company known as the Sidewinders, who protected the oasis from the Drywalkers, the undead who roamed the desert. You met Gabor, a Bali explorer, an expeditionist who first discovered the ancient ziggurat where Vinadil's machine-like body was first discovered. You were then invited to a meeting where you were introduced to the to Valk, the sly goblin lieutenant and head of operations for the Tinker. You fought countless battles, defending both yourselves as well as the denizens of the desert on many occasions, and eventually found yourself face to face with the dragon Lazanax, son of the famous champion Sizanax the Wanderer. Lazanax was a hybrid with parents of both chromatic and metallic origin. You then traveled far across the desert, and came face to face with the Tinker. His real name was Darkshear Grimshale, and it turned out he was an old enemy of Thorcum's father, Orum. After a heated exchange, you battled to the death in the heart of the Ziggurat. With the Tinker defeated, a shadowy rift opened up, and Jeshi had to call forth the power of Darkforge's hammer to try to close it, but instead of closing it, the rift opened even wider and threatened to suck Jeshi in to who knows where. When all seemed lost, the last moment, a crash was heard from above as Lazanax the dragon burst through the ceiling, throwing Jeshi back and going head to head, to head with the shadowy tentacles that were ripping out of this rift in reality itself. The power of the dragon was enough to battle it back but as he was dragged into the shadowy void, there was nothing you could do but watch as your friend, the one who had enabled you to be here in the first place, was dragged to who knows where. You all stand now, just seconds after all this is concluded, sweat still dripping off of your foreheads, looking around. Thorcum seems distant. He's retreated back, and you notice that he's picked up a, a small leather book off of the, the workshop table of the Tinker. Seems to be flipping through it. 
The rift has mostly closed. It has sort of closed to about the size of a small fruit and is just sort of hovering in the air. You could see it partially rotating as wisps of shadow kind of emanate from it. Though it seems like nothing close to what it was before in terms of the malice or the the danger that you felt from it. Though it is still there, hovering about three or four feet above the ground on the altar at the dead center of the ziggurat. What's the plan? Yeah, I was kind of hoping that people wouldn't notice that after I hit it, it also opened farther. (laughs) Oh, I definitely saw that. (laughs) I think we all saw that. That was not what I planned, just for the record. In my mind, I saw, like, I was going to, like, seal it up, sew it together, Mm -hmm. problem solved. As Jesse's saying this, like, Hans is kind of polar bear sliding across the table, but transforming back into druid form just to come closer. The polar bear slide where its hands are back and it's just face first. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and then she just But then I end up as a druid. (laughs) Couple splinters. You were not a polar bear anymore, for the record, but we're going to retcon this just so that can happen. I I haven't untransformed yet. I want want this to be my untransform. Beaten half to death by the the robot who was just slamming you up against the wall. Yeah, but she transformed again. She transformed back. I didn't even remember that. You're right. After after being beat to a bloody pulp by this by this rope but by this machine who was desperately trying to break your concentration so that the fire elemental who is still there by the way fire bro yes. who's just kind of <laughs> hovering uh, just, just literally just like hovering over the still burning corpse of Grimshale the, the Tinker yeah. Uh, yeah you you managed to I mean you got hit like sixteen times and you yeah maintained. so I imagine I'm still bloodied <laughs> when I turn yeah. back into Kins <laughs> it ain't broke so, you know yeah. <laughs> right back to the pool so yeah Kins what is should we do something about this thing what is it just it's just gonna be a bro uh the the dragon is in there but no, I know, now but... now it's like. No, no we, I mean, I mean the fire, the, bro. Oh, the fire, fire bro. Thing. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I thought you were we, yeah. wrong. It <laughs> this can thing. We, we could maybe stuff it in this like uh, orb. I mean, I don't. I don't even know how to describe what just happened. Guys, like, did the last dragon just gone? Like he's in, he's in there. He just he, flew through the hole. Can we? Do we? I, what do we? What do we? Do we chase him? Do we go after I don't know. Him? Can we? Let's I mean, go look at it. Do you want to look you, at it, Belrissa? One of you yeah. magic people you needs to magic. look at it. I don't know <laughs> what that is. I run right up to it. Don't let the robot touch it. <laughs> no, okay. I'm looking around this table here for body parts that look anything like what <laughs> Raikkonen told us to <laughs> to to find. Somebody. Like that. I'm looking we- for body parts. <laughs> 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 they don't call him murder bot for nothing. <laughs> Just a couple parts. Well, and I also ask Kins, can you move the robot off the tinker? Like, he might have something important on him. Just, you know. So I mean, I'll, move, move the yeah, elemental. The yeah, move the elemental off the yeah. So I'll turn to this elemental and I'll be like, yay, good job. Like, I'm talking to a dog. Like, good job, buddy. <laughs> Air five. Oh, I don't want to touch you. Can you go stand in that corner over there? And that's going to be, actually, I'm not going to ask. I'm just going to say, stand in that corner over there, but in a, you better go. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, it, it slowly Andre starts the giant to... as a fire fire. It only it only lasts a minute, if I recall. Does that sound right? It's an hour. Oh, no, yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah, hour. Yeah, hour. no, you're right. Yeah. It's an hour. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's just so out there. Just sort of like, hang out with mm, like, stand in the corner. There's this please. trail of flames. Just like everything's <laughs> just light. This thing is huge. Everything is on fire that this thing touches, and it so it just sort of meanders into the corner yeah, of the room. Have him and... stop moving. <laughs> okay, yeah, out, out of the way, right there. That's perfect. Good job, buddy. It rotates all awkwardly to try to get in the exact position and lights half the workshop on fire in the back corner. It's... Oh, 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 God. But at, uh, as, as it moves to the other, other side of the room, uh, the corpse of the tinker, which just smells wonderful. Okay. Uh, it didn't. It didn't exactly smell great in here before, uh, considering the the rampant death and uh, macabre kind of just place. But uh, yeah, he is a burned corpse, uh, and it's it, and there's all sorts of debris and like if you remember, the rift had like this huge mechanism surrounding it. It was a big glass like sort of beaker looking thing and all sorts of copper and uh, weird stuff. Um, and yeah. it is now all on the ground, basically on top. Sorry of about that. Right, I'm gonna go check out the rift. Okay. Well, while she's doing that, there. I'm I'm checking for like hidden doors or exits, because I'm still trying to figure out in my head where Valk went. Like we were all in a one way trip. We got here. He's gone. So like I'm looking for exits or doors or whatever while right. she checks out the rift. So uh, both of you guys make an investigation check. I thought we settled this. Belk is the tinker. <laughs> it's, it's settled. It's... Uh, 16. For investigation. 16. All right. We'll start with uh, with yeah. Belrissa. Who... So, Belrissa, as you walk up to what was just seconds or probably minutes ago at this point, was essentially a tear in the fabric of reality, a, a dark, swirling purple and black mass of which giant, you know, shadowy tentacles were reaching through. Uh, it is now just this tiny little rotating orb just hovering in space. And as you approach it, there is something familiar to you. You can't help but it, it's like a, it's like a memory that, you know, like something you've, you haven't thought about in, since you were a child, like something that just tugs at your, the, you know, the back of your mind or, or the tip of your tongue. It's, it's something... There's something about this that that you recognize, but I don't know what it is. I find a, a stick or something on the ground. I poke it in there. <laughs> I poke the dimensional <laughs> rift with a stick. Okay, uh, that's good strategy. That's what I would have done. That is is that better than sewing it? Thing. Sewing the fabric of reality? Exactly nope. what Belarissa would do. Uh, <laughs> as you as you do. It repels the stick. It repels your you entirely. It's almost it's like when you push two magnets together, and there's that awkward just sort of uh, it, it just won't let you go anywhere towards it. And as you you just get kind of curious, you know, and you're trying to poke it, and the stick is just the harder you try, the the more it is repelled. Okay, so I put the stick down. And I just try with my hand. I don't want to actually touch it, but I just want to get see if it repels just my hand as I get close. You are similarly repelled, though you are able to get it a little closer. And as you do, your hand, as well as your tattoo, begins to burn and sear. Ouch, 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 ouch. And it, it, it's like you're, you're not being 
you're not being repelled necessarily like the stick was, but as soon as you get close, it begins to hurt like like really, really bad. Okay. Guys, a portal hurts. It burns. And uh, step aside, step aside. It I'll burns take care you. Of this. Yeah, let's let's try someone who's differently <laughs> Yeah. Let me get Dick what? Dark D- for Differently how? I mean, just <laughs> oh, less you evil. all have like, different like, talents. Less <laughs> tattooed by. In... Did you say less evil? No, less I didn't say less evil. I said less tattooed not by. Not in your heart. Some your sort actions. of it's evil fine. guy. Yeah, not just in your actions. <laughs> we got it sorted. It's just—it's a feeling, right? This thing doesn't know that you're actually good. It thinks you're bad because you send out skull, flaming skull, mm-hmm. dangerous they things. They are pretty it's quite terrifying. Bad. I died to them once, you may remember. Yeah. <laughs> you were in the so... way. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. Collateral damage. <laughs> what what let me take out Dark Forge and be like, so Belris, I don't know if you know this. Dark Forge can talk, but he's to you or to everyone? To me, like, to me. Like Ziggy can talk to Belrissa without us knowing sort of thing? Yeah, kind of like that, yeah. It's kind of, you know, like, it's interesting. Like, it's kind of really, like Ziggy. Is, but is it all in your your head or is it like, can you really talk? <laughs> mm. I usually hear things no. in my head. I don't really so know. So if you put Dark Forge to this thing, it'll tell you some things, maybe? Well, I don't know. It's very withholding. It's kind of like Thorcum. Just does, you know, he's got, he knows a lot of stuff, but he doesn't really say much. Hey, hey. so, uh, what is this thing? I just kind of like divining rod with it, <laughs> like a metal detector. I'm just staring at Jesse, like incredulous, like, what, <laughs> what is this? Ben, is he okay? I'm searching for doors right now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not here. Right. I'll glance at Belrus and just silently shake. Valor, you know how there's a talking hammer. You know how Raikkonen like knew this hammer. It's not just because it's like a cool hammer. It's because it's like he literally knows about him. Like he's like he's like a bro. Like fire bro. Like hammer bro. Uh, oh no! <laughs> we have the series Hammer of the bros. bros. Uh-huh. The bro yeah. arc is coming up next. Oh gosh! Hammer bro yep, team. Yep. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, do, do you find anything? Your hammer is similarly repelled, and and in fact, it becomes extremely heavy. The close, like the closer you get to it, uh, it's it's like it. You get you get this response from from Dark Forge, almost like it doesn't want you to do what you're doing i think the haste just ran out oh no vin make <laughs> did you make your investigation check uh i did it's uh 20 20 okay so you take your time you move through the whole room and uh you discover a number of things none of which are a secret door the room is if you remember on the kind of around the outside of the room there was probably five or six of these little uh, side chambers, but most chambers, of them yeah. are just have been repurposed for storage of random parts and goods and things like that. Uh, clearly, this was the Tinker's kind of main working area, so there's rooms full of, you know, just random stuff that he was using. There's rooms full of tools and, and things of that nature, but none 
none of them are a secret door. In fact, the only exit that you can ascertain from this place is the, the way you came in. And there was, if you recall, sort of a, a hole in the ceiling. There's a much bigger hole in the much ceiling. Big, now, much bigger hole. Dragon-sized, approximately. <laughs> but otherwise, nothing obvious. You do find a few other nice things, though. First thing you find is an immovable rod. Which is a magical On the ground. Item. Was it holding Jeshi's leg <laughs> with the chain? <laughs> it, it actually was, yeah. It was part of... So you rec- So the construction of this makeshift trap, this shackle that was put on Jeshi, uh, was basically the combination of like a, a typical shackle that had been melded with an immovable rod. So uh, you're able to... After he broke out of that, what was left was just the rod. So you now have that as kind of its own magic item so we'll throw that in sparrow's corner and discord uh, after the game you also find a there it is uh vin as you are going through the side rooms that one of the one of the things you find which is particularly disturbing is there's a room filled with weapons and this is like the stuff that he was building onto these robots, right? If you remember, some of them had like drill arms, some of them had giant blades, spinning blades for heads, and just like real crazy stuff, right? So this is where all of those random blades and thing, you know, dangerous things are, are kept. Uh, digging through the mess, one of the things you find is a plus two hand crossbow. Whoa! That's fancy. I'll take it. Fancy. I'm <laughs> writing that one down. No, finders keepers, right? I roll need. <laughs> <laughs> there is two more things. And I'll let you guys decide in which order you'd like to talk about them. Because both of them are very interesting. One of them is the journal that Thorcum is looking through. Thorcum has been distant. Uh, even since you first got here, you could tell whatever relationship Thorcum had with this man was uh, deep. There was there was a lot of history there, and and Thorcum has been very. Uh, you can tell that this has affected him a lot, and he seems to be kind of piecing through the journal. And at one point, he seems to close the back and put it down, and he's walked over now, and he's just kind of standing over the body of. 13, which, if you recall, was on the Tinker's workbench. So 14, which is uh, Thorcum's current steel defender, was just annihilated immediately in that fight and is just in pieces on the ground. But up on the table is 13, who resembles 14 pretty close, but is obviously um, a little bit bigger, seems to be made out of a different material, and you can just see some subtle differences. But Thorcum is currently kind of just standing over there. deep in thought so there's a journal and then there's 13 and the parts that Vinadil is interested in Thorcum did heal 14 at some point but he's still got the pulp beaten out of him yeah he's just kind of standing against the wall just like half I vote journal I vote journal as well Okay, who wants we'll to, get to the, the We will get to the parts. While okay. I'm starting the parts. <laughs> um, <laughs> time permitting. Time permitting. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's fine. I'll, I'll listen to the journal talk. 
<laughs> Alright, who's who's going to grab the journal? I'll grab it, because I'm looking for info about this portal thing, so. Get it. So I'll, I'll look at it. Okay. Alright, can, just while we're, before we draw, like, is Cattell in the room, or is it just Ziggy? Real quick. Ziggy's here. Okay. Um, can we send Ziggy to find Cattell? Can you send me? Look, you don't send me anywhere. <laughs> I'm, murder I'm asking Bill Murder, Vissa. bro. We're I'm going with bro Bill now. Vissa. That's what we're doing, bro. Ziggy. Hey, murder. You don't, you, don't, you don't give me commands, okay? You know who does? You know? Her. Right there. I'm speaking to you her. Got, you want to talk to me? You Z talk through her. Z all right? <laughs> Do we understand what I'm each doing. other? Huh? Oh, goodness. All right. Oh, no. no it's nice when I, somebody else is on the receiving end. I want to yeah. see if... Like I'm still just. Can you like, believe Valk what he just said? That you said, "What you're gonna tell me to do something?" You. I, I'll, we'll, I'll talk to him. Literally, what she does. <laughs> um, it's, uh, but no, I was gonna see if like the centaurs could tell, could like be looking for Val or keeping their eyes. on everything people, so. we just went through. He's just immediately like, "Hey, centaurs!" Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he does like the centaurs, so it's just, yeah, it's important. Surprised it took him looking, that long. If if uh, I'm looking for Valk. Looking for Valk. Yeah. Matters of the heart. Looking for Valk. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, that's is the it, only note. Yeah. It's like, did, do you, did while, you, while do you know where Valk is? Is she? No, like, go and see if Cattell can, like. Or, I mean, Cattell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find her just so you, you want to add? <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was too busy interrupting <laughs> you to listen to what wait, you were wait. saying. Do we want to send Cattell to find Valk? Yeah, just like to let her know that like, we haven't found Valk. Everything's cool in here, oh. but Valk has disappeared. Wait, hey, Did Tell her the like... dragon is gone. Well, did you yeah. I mean, a, you can hold goblin? off on the dragon, maybe. Did I see what? Huh? Did you see like a little green goblin dude? No, I like... was too busy annihilating the forces of evil out there so you all could just burn things or whatever. You have any idea what I just went through for it you? It was impressive. It, it really you was. You led that army. It was, they wouldn't even be here if it wasn't. Listen, I got, we got to talk about this. Some, not right now. I understand, you know, we got some priorities, but mm -hmm. you and I will get, anyway. You want me to go? I, I'll go. I'll, I'll go. Just. And he just okay. kind of flies <laughs> off. He flies through the hole in the ceiling and just flies off. Thank you. All right. Search your libraries. <laughs> <laughs> Looking through the journal. Okay. It is written in Dwarvish. Well, but Darn we'll it. say for the sake of brevity that uh, Thorcum and Jeshi and oh, that's right. We, we have another dwarf. Like, Dad, God, none of us can read it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> none yeah. of us can read uh, it. <laughs> we'll we'll say that between the group of you, you're capable of of reading it, but uh, but just know that it is written in Dwarvish. Uh, I read with my finger. <laughs> spell it out loud. You're just like, can't read in his head. Uh, the first, okay, so the first thing is that it is full of just crazy ramblings about, you know, this guy's um, goal, which is to resurrect his lost culture and his clan. He is completely um, obsessed with this idea that he's the only one who can bring the dwarves back and uh, save what's left of dwarven culture 
And the only way he can do that is to find out how to transfer their souls, the souls of his clan and his people, back into bodies that will will contain them. The vast majority of the book is just these ramblings about how he's he's been trying this for years, decades. This has been going on a very long time. And uh, he has carried this burden, as he sees it, with him ever since the fall of his clan. You keep reading through, and you can see you get to one point in the book, and Thorcom kind of looks over, and he seems to get a little uncomfortable, though he keeps to himself. And you start to read about a dwarf named Orem, who you would remember is Thorcom's father. Orem was the first to discover a cure to the plague. And Grimshale, who at the time, there were two clans of dwarves, and they were traveling together. Orem was the leader of this expedition to go out and establish a new colony in a mountain, particular mountain mountain range. And uh, the Grimshale clan was with them. Uh, they were not exactly friends, but they weren't enemies. Um, they were a bit competitive, particularly the artificers, and Orem was known as the best. He was the... Uh, Ever since his youth, he had been kind of the, the the smartest and the most creative and innovative artificer. And this uh, this guy, this, this guy who was the tinker, was sort of his rival, and uh, was always second to him. When Orem discovered the cure, he did not share it with anybody. And you can tell from reading this journal that that was not a popular decision, not with Grimshale, not with even the rest of Orem's clan. Uh, you know from Thorcom that he did share it with Thorcom, which is why he has the scars, because he did survive the plague. But for some reason that you don't know or understand, Thorcom's father did not share this cure with anyone else. And that caused a massive rift between the two clans, which led to uh, ultimately the demise of both of them. And uh, when it was all said and done, what was left of the cure was stolen by Grimshale. And that is how he cured himself, and he had the same scars that Thorcom had. He tried to recreate the cure. He couldn't do it. Always second to Orem, even after his death. He knew that Thorcom, Orem's son, had survived, and decided in his obsession that he must have passed the secret down to his son. Why wouldn't he? So he started to follow Thorcom, started to retrace his steps. When After the fall of the clans, where did he go? He was the only survivor, after all. It wasn't hard to follow. And he followed him until at one point he discovered the remains of Thirteen in the, abandoned, the basement of an abandoned fort. Thorcom was nowhere around, but he found the remains of Thirteen. And it was then that he came face to face for the first time with what he describes in his journal as a void rift. The journal starts to get a bit rambly at that point, but it talks about how this changed everything for him. He was given knowledge and access to powers that even Orem didn't have. He started to perform new experiments and try different things 
and started to get obsessive and a bit crazy. You can just tell from the way it's written and the way it kind of devolves <clears throat> a bit in style. Uh, he starts to talk about how he can bring his clan back and how it's not about saving the living anymore. It's about bringing back those who died. About now that now he has the capacity to do that. And uh, shortly thereafter in the journal, talks about how he's approached by an organization. They have similar goals and they can fund him. They can provide him anything he needs to achieve his goals, but he has to go south. He then travels to the desert, finds the ziggurat, and he's provided with everything he could ever need by Valk and his organization. As patrons, at first, they're very helpful. He's able to achieve things he never thought possible, and he starts to build an army, starts to build up these, these machines. Uh, over time, the organization becomes a bit more... Uh, a bit a bit more impatient and you can tell from the writings that he starts to get annoyed with them he starts to get uh, less grateful as they start to claim that what they need from him in order to build their vessel needs to happen sooner and faster and that if he doesn't finish his work that he's going to end up like the rest of them he actually conspires in his journal to double-cross Velk in the organization as soon as he achieves his goals. Because when he does, he'll have all the power he needs. There's a bit more ramblings after that about how Orem's son was spotted in the area. And he starts to get curious again. He's reached multiple dead ends in his journey to figure all of this out. He can't figure out why souls will not bind. They won't stay. Is it the material? Is it the method? There's something missing. He's missing something. Orem did it. Thorcum must know how to do it. He didn't understand the missing component. You look over at Thorcum, and uh, he's, you know, Thorcum is always a bit kind of keeps to himself and you know it's not doesn't exactly open up about stuff but he's even more disturbed you can tell that whatever he read in this um, there, there was something that really bothered him and he's just kind of on the other end of the room just keeping to himself that's what you find in the journal if you have any questions or anything like that let me know does does it say at all how he captured and encapsulated or used the void rift? It talks about how he was able to combine his artificer expertise with information, kind of the combination of information from Valk and his organization, as well as he talks about the void itself speaking to him and providing him the answers. That was my question was, did we, so we get the feeling that he, he at least felt like he was talking to this void thing or something from the void. Yeah. You definitely get the sense that there was a relationship of some kind between them. 
Can I'm gonna ask Thorkum and Jesse to help, but like is if we can study Like I'm I'm trying to think like was this is there any way to tell if this um contraption that we broke was more like a habitat more than it was like a prison? Because right, at first I was like, oh, he's imprisoned this thing. But was it maybe more like a habitat that actually allowed the thing to come more fully into our world? Um, yeah. Or is there any way to tell? Like, Interesting. I would say make a investigation check. And uh, somebody can, if you guys want to work together on that. You I can, definitely want to work on it. You can do it with advantage. Um, Thorcom obviously would be the ideal person to ask, but he's not interested in helping you. Got a 27 with advantage, so. 27? I'm Don't, an investigative get, type. Getting man. all these uh, yep. <laughs> get, getting all these digits out of the way, man. That That's great. Yeah. Uh, so after reading the journal, you go back over to this contraption and you kind of look at it with a different eye and, and, you, and you take a look at it, Vin, and you're right. This was not a prison. This was a uh, this was a, a, a mechanism that allowed him to harness the power of this thing. And um, as best you can tell, it was built to allow this thing to come further into the world. That's probably all you would be able to ascertain, even even with that role. <clears throat> I'm gonna say that to the group. Like, I mean, I know we're all thinking it. Like, where in the world did Lazenex go, and can we maybe get him back? Mm -hmm. It seems like if there's any hope of this portal opening, we would have to rebuild something like that that tube that he had around it, that almost would allow it to. Do you think we, we can move the rift? Like, did he create this rift here and, and here it stays? Or, like, I look around the room for a glass beaker. Like a big... Big enough to it's hold. It's not hard to find one. There, I, there's like, a bunch. Can we, like... See if you can... Can we capture like it? A, like a spider? <laughs> like, like you're trying to, like... Yeah, just go... Like, like, and like be a, like, all right, like well, a, we're taking this rift with the... Like a lightning bug? Yes. Like we're going to carry a little lightning bug around in a bottle? Okay. I mean, I'm, okay. I'm going to try. <laughs> I can I can assist you with that, Belarissa. I'm curious. I don't want you to burn again, so... Yeah, do it real fast. Let me help you with that. <laughs> the polar bear's like... <laughs> I'm a druid now. <laughs> <laughs> a bloodied Just up druid trying to help. <laughs> uh, similarly to the stick, Belrissa, when you get any inanimate object close to this thing, it just repels it. No luck. We, we'd have to ask, what was his name, Gambor? Who were, who were some of the first people that were here? We'd yep. have to ask them if this was here when they saw the room, right? Because otherwise we don't know the answer to that but we could know i mean uh you would remember that gabor would never have been this far into the sanctum of he didn't go Zayra. this far yeah uh okay there was basically like a main room like a big antechamber when you it need to be in. excavated right yeah they had right that, yeah, okay exactly and they were they were uh kicked sort of kicked out and 
okay. not allowed back in by the time they got in here. So I mean, Raikkonen might know. He called this a place of power, similar to the yeah, tree. He might so it's know. had, it's had a power source here. Whether it's this void or something else, we don't know. But um, I mean, we're in the center of the ziggurat, is what you said, Jay. Like, I mean that. It would make sense that if this was a place of power, that that rift has something to do with it. I'm gonna message Ziggy. Like, hey, you know those those tentacles that that took Blaznax away? Did did that look like familiar at all to you? Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe from you know where you're from, or <laughs> <laughs> any idea? Does it smell like home? <laughs> it smell like home. He he says. Uh, that I know you're not from like the nicest place. <laughs> he says, uh, "I am not. Uh, I'm not completely unfamiliar with things of of that nature. You know that particular tentacle. I'm not familiar with. You know. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, but um, is uh, if you're asking me if you know we're all from the same kind of place. You know." That is, uh, there's a non-zero chance that that's the thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. We don't hear any of that. That's just no, a we don't. I'm just <laughs> laughing because I'm like, that's no. such a Jeff thing to say. <laughs> is there, um, is there a way to, like, go between worlds like that, aside from this rift? Are you asking? Oh, I'm asking we could Ziggy. kill Ziggy. <laughs> kill Ziggy. No, no, no. Ziggy Tell him I back? heard that. I can hear that. You know, I can. When he goes to like the wrong. I've always hated place. that cat. No, can't hate the whole group, Ziggy. I don't. I love you. You. Oh. Everybody else, just awful. Just you got to get rid of them as soon as possible. Listen. No. Just. We need them. Anyway. What was your question? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, like, like if we wanted to go there, you don't want to like, go is there. Is that a bad idea? Is it yeah. possible? Unless you want to die like a real horrible death, you know, I can do that because I can come back, and it's still fucking horrible. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst thing. Pardon my language on this plane of existence or whatever, but tell me, it's a really, really bad experience. You don't what, want anything to do with it. What do you think the chances are that Lasnax is still alive? There's a long pause, Belrissa. There's a 100% chance that he is alive. Okay. What? Why are you so sure? Because when you go to this place, you don't die. You might die. Just trust me, you don't want to go there. But uh, but it's different than that. It's uh, It changes you, you know. Me and you, you know. With... Just trust me. You don't want anything to do with that place, alright? Pack up your bags and go home. Go the other direction, okay? Guys, 
Ziggy says Laznax might still be alive. <laughs> we should go in. I mean, we can't go in. It's this big. No, it's not letting anyone in. It repelled you. We, we burned Marissa. We should try harder. How much of that did you tell us, Marissa? I'm going to run full speed at it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and just dive. <laughs> You're trying to dive into this orb that's hovering. Yeah. Picturing you flying through the air with like, you know, dark forge up in the air and as as you come close to it, it's just like <laughs> you're just you're, you're repelled. Uh forcefully. Okay. Don't try that way. Nah. We're we're not getting in there. If if we are gonna try to save Lazanex, like Raikkonen We'd have to get him down here somehow. Someone who might understand this. Yeah, we need we need to talk to Raikkonen. I don't. I don't think this place holds any more knowledge for us. It scares me that the Tinker was able to communicate with something, or something was able to get a hold of him from that place. Like I feel like we need to guard this cigarette. That company that Valk was a part of, it still bugs me that Valk got away. Because mm -hmm. they're going to come back. Like, what's going to stop them from coming back? We need uh, the centaurs or whoever to like... I will stop them from coming back. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Turn around and you see a familiar <laughs> face walking through the double doors, dragging in her hand, basically the upper torso of what was obviously at one point a machine that she was oh, fighting. She nice. throws it on the ground with a it's clank. Just, you know. Has anyone ever told you that you are a badass? Yes. <laughs> Many times. I dream of somebody saying that to me once. Anyway, how did the battle go? Uh, so Cattell, who's a, uh, a rather tall for a tiefling, uh, she's got um, brownish skin and she's got a, a super long elvish uh, pole arm and she's carrying that and walks into the room, just this imposing figure. She says, It did not last as long as I hoped, but we were successful. We have lost many, though. Asaros and his tribe, they fought fiercely. But many are dead. There were so many, so many machines, so many dry walkers, but all of a sudden, all of them, they just fall over. It was then I saw Lazanax in the sky. At one point, one, a, a, a large company of machines, they, in the middle of the fight, they turned around and they started rushing towards the ziggurat. We assumed towards you, but Lazanax did not allow this. He swooped down from the sky. Lightning erupted from his face. It was beautiful. It was fiercer than I have ever seen him. <laughs> he unleashed light like never before. All of them destroyed. Amongst them, Yanush, the Tinker's lieutenant. In front of Lazanax, he was nothing. Fell like this. I was so proud. 
Moments later, everything just fell down. The dry walkers were still escaping, and Asaros and the, the centaurs, they take care of this. They, they're still outside now, burning as many of them as they can, but I saw Lazanax. He, he looked towards the, the temple. I knew something was wrong. He immediately took off, and with some... I just see him crash into the, into the roof, and then moments later, this enormous pulse of energy. Yeah, as an ex. The story isn't over. Where is he? He's in there. She just seems really confused and kind of, but but she's not really like everything that happens to this woman is like she's just so used to not understanding the details. It's just like, you know, he saved us. As dragons do. Then he is and yes, he has. We unfortunately cannot follow him at this moment. Nor you may have want. seen me attempt just a moment ago. Went poorly. We should help him someday. We gotta get him out of there. Doesn't sound like a good place. At this point, Belrissa, you feel uh, something rub up against your leg, and it's Ziggy, your your demon cat. <laughs> and uh, and you hear him say, "As soon as uh, as soon as he turned, all he kept saying was that the line of Naxio." That it was his purpose, or or something like that. I I, I didn't know what he was gonna do. I would have told him not. Well, I mean, I suppose he, I suppose he saved you. But uh, if I had known, I, I would have suggested that. And he just kind of trails off. Cattell kind of looks back up. Do you have any idea what that what he's talking about? So, line of Noxio is the dragon line lineage, right? I think we've heard Noxio that name before. My grandfather, he told me stories about this uh, when I was a little girl. I'm, the Noxio is the first of the dragons to to create the soul steel. And Lazanax is his blood. But I don't know what this has to do with whatever that thing is. I don't know, when you came in, did you go through a room with all these jars, kind of greenish? You mean the broken jars? Oh, we broke them out. There's a lot of glass on the floor, just broken things everywhere. I exit to go look. As you walk down the hall a little bit, the hallway was filled with these glowing canopic jars. They're all just fallen apart just di- just collapsed into piles of glass I use my divine sense I go back into the room 
and I take out Darkforge and set him on the table and kind of lean on him. As you do, you notice something. Uh, The wind has started to pick up, and with the hole in the ceiling, there's a bit of a breeze kind kind of moving through the place. You getting this smell, this odor of burning Jeshi, which you recognize to be the distinct order odor of burning corpses, as Aceros and the tribe of the Swift Sand Centaurs are outside, putting to flame as many of the undead as they can. As the wind whips through this area, you see flapping on Vinadil's back a small yellow note. I reach for it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> More reading for me, thank you. Shall take it. What does it say? Is it in Dwarven? It is not I in Dwarven. Dwarven. It is marked with the distinct insignia of Mortimer Gast. We know, we know. Oh, He's always, the... always here. It's from the guy. Let me, let me open it up here, Vin. Just this sitting is on my you, back right? for the last month. It was like... in your mailbox. <laughs> You've got mail. Read in Mortimer's voice, the note reads, Your victory, sins ripples through the void. There isn't a lot of time for this to work, so if you could be quick about this, gather up whatever you need, and form a circle of black ash. Recite this phrase, Enuk Tashal, Hiyuk Thothwala, and focus your mind on mine. Signed, Mortimer Gasmere. What the heck? Oh! I'm, just like, I'm asking Jesse to like check my back. Is there like a place where these things are stored? Like, does he just have. Yeah, how'd they get there? It's like a you printer got... or something? You like, don't just, feel when like... you get things stapled you to your like back. A fax I mean... machine? He didn't, he didn't just do yeah, it. Yeah, it just magically like comes out it's of like your back. It's remote, like a remote printer out of my back. Yeah. yeah kind I of like the fax machine here. idea. You should get it checked out. Oh, no, I, never mind. It's just ink. The Tinkerer, I don't know if you guys saw this, he threw like a pot of ink at us early. I don't know, exploded. It was crazy. But yeah, no, you're fine. There's nothing There's else there. Probably <laughs> black ash all over this place, thanks yeah. to fire, bro. Yeah, but did you find the stuff you need? Yeah, we have all the things. I, I'm i going to assume, yes, I'm able to find most of the parts that I needed. On the list? Like from the check 13 off, body parts? Uh, is there anything special about those, or is is that something that we can just like put in a bag like because i figure we don't understand what it means but you walk over to the broken shell of 13 and uh this probably happened sometime during all of all of this discussion you what you're essentially looking at is not dissimilar from 14 which you've spent a lot of time around including and in your own body Uh, actually just you know servos and sort of joints and parts and you know all sorts of uh just mechanical things that would go into making a construct like this uh but distinctly in the center of the chest is a distinct metallic orb and as you approach it it almost seems to respond to you as you get closer to it. It's about the size. It's not actually. 
it's maybe a little smaller than the orb that is hovering in midair, the, the, the void rift. And it actually doesn't look all that dissimilar. It's a little bit smaller, and it is clearly made of something metallic, as you can see the light reflecting off of it, but swirling inside of it through the translucent material, you can see a black and purple kind of mass that is just swirling and writhing around. And it is just placed in the center of this thing which is lying on the on the table. I guess we'll take that. Did, did Raikkonen give us a like an idea of what other kind of parts he needed? If you recall, uh, you were after the core. Well, he had part of it. He had part of the core. Okay. And you were sent here to retrieve the core of 13. Well, I mean, we're going to well, take that thing then. <laughs> As you reach it's, out to uh... touch it then, runes flare up all over the surface kind of all around it and they seem to be sort of rotating concentrically around this this orb about half of them though are very dim they're, they're all various states of of brightness some of them flare up super bright while others not so much and they sort of just rotate around as you reach out to grab it you pick it up and a few moments later the the runes seem to uh just fade out of sight but you now have this thing. As you pick that up, there's a distinct kind of grunt and uncomfortable weight shift from Thorcum, who is still kind of not really engaging, but seems uncomfortable that you've taken that. But also, uh, make a uh, make an insight check, Vin, or anyone else who's paying attention. I am. Uh, 19. 11. 15. 19. Okay, yeah. So as Thorcum reacts to Vinadil picking up this orb, there's a distinct look of shame in his face. He seems, uh, whatever this thing is, seems to bring Thorcum a great deal of, of, of shame and, and uh, discomfort in general. You can see it on his face. Um, but he doesn't protest. He it almost looks like he's going to like his in his typical like we're all gonna die if you touch that kind of way. But he but he he doesn't he can't muster the energy to do it, and he just sort of backs off and keeps to himself. I'll give it a once over for any more things that look like they could be power stuff, you know, <laughs> like and then we'll bag that and then I do want to just take one look at the tinker's body like specifically looking for any kind of like uh, bracer like Valcad um, yeah, that metal arm thing yeah yeah well I guess that's true or he whatever it was described arm, right? as he does have but, a metallic arm that yeah, looks that to is... have been mostly crushed in the collapse yeah. of, of the ceiling um, any other non-metallic part of his body has been completely burned and destroyed Um, well, I mean, could tell, and remind me, it's been a while here, did, have we mentioned anything about Raikkonen to Cattell, or does she know, okay. Hey. 
This might be a little sudden, could tell. Uh, but apparently, our benefactor, maybe? Partner, possibly? Yeah, vague acquaintance. Um, our wizard. Who pointed <laughs> us this direction has requested that we return to him and apparently given us a way to do such. Which means we're not going to be going back to the Oasis or traveling with you, but we might be leaving from this room. But we want to be back at some point. Uh, whatever resources obviously you find in this place, we hope you can use them to strengthen the Bali. I mean, and I'm just going to like look at her as just kind of just try to kind of make a serious as a, like I understand what I'm asking here, but like she kind of like cuts you, you off then and yeah. she, she gives you this look like, who do you think I am? Like, I, like, I think you're leading a bunch of pacifists that are going to have to form an army or you're going to have to make an alliance with the centaurs like <laughs> this southern yeah, city's yeah. coming back, right? She, so like, she's not ungrateful, but she kind of gives you this look like we can handle ourselves. And and she you know she and 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 she speaks up and and she says she says you know the Tinker's forces are destroyed. Almost all of the undead in the entire desert are right here and are currently being put to the flame. The Bali will miss their treatment and their free everything's, but for the first time, and as long as I can remember, we are very safe. And I will endeavor to keep us that way. Cattell. So now that you guys are going to be like part of the economy again, we should establish a trading route up to Portsmouth. You can come visit. I'll make the soup. You'll tell me how good it is compared to the ones you're used to. We will do entirely so much gold for glassweed you couldn't even possibly imagine. And we own, I don't know if you know this either, we own an inn and tavern. You can stay there whenever you want. She yeah, smiles. they host a talent they show too. Smile. It's really cool. She she the, the, the mood lightens tremendously out. after, <laughs> and, and she just smiles. She is like a huge smile, and she says, "I look forward to this very much. The Bali are good people. They would very much enjoy this thing you talk about." It's on the ocean. Awesome. Crazy place. For the first time in my lifetime, the desert can breathe again. She looks at each of you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Katal. We did it. She turns and walks away. Man, she is so cool. I know, she's so cool. Oh, Vin, I got you on the ash. I tried to gather as much as I could. Oh, that's way too much. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. The, the fire elemental has just been tinker? in the corner burning everything for the last like, hour. Uh... There's there's plenty of ash. <laughs> you know, lucky wanna... for us, I guess, that it wasn't like, you know, ice or something that we needed. So. Oh, I got you on ice, too. And I, I, I'm like, oh, that's another time. Polar bear. All right, I'm which gonna of take you wants like to... a little cog or you know some sort of thing that looks shiny that we can like put in, on display in the um, in the <laughs> oh inn. 
A souvenir? Yes, a, a souvenir. Trophy. A battle souvenir? Uh -huh. Cool. There's yeah. a lot of that kind of stuff. So so you definitely... Just some sort of cool mechanical looking thing. Yeah. There's At like some all point, kinds of gears and I, stuff like that. I definitely had a moment of like robot envy. Kind of like we said on the when we first came in of like, they said there were three people in this room. And I'm looking at these other robots that are just these massive things that like beat people for... And, and I'm like looking at my, my like... How did I end up the tiniest of the robots? Ah, whatever. But <laughs> I see Vin's glance, and I'm none like, none of their you know, parts are, are. You can stay a robot if you want. I mean, if they were replaceable parts, like looking at their arms to see if they might fit into my joints or something, but I don't think any of them fit. You should so. just do the feet, so you're like in clown shoes all the time. There you go. <laughs> just take out the legs. No, yeah. like let's build this circle. Who's gonna chant this thing? One of you magic types. Yeah, I can Not it. it. All of us? I'll, yeah. <laughs> On three. Okay. On three. <laughs> As you begin to chant or start the whole process, you hear a voice speak up from the from the other side of the room. It's Thorcum. He says, My friends, this is where we have to part ways. I've learned a lot about my father and my clan since we got here. There's a lot that he achieved and didn't achieve that has created more questions for me than I'm comfortable with. I believe it is my duty to stay here and study and understand. I'll keep an eye on things. I can help Cattell. But I need to know more about what Orem was doing. And I'm not going to find it out there. Okay. So... I walk up to him. I have the book still. It's Tinker Head. So I'll kind of uh, open it a bit and look at it for a second and close it. I'll say, He lost his way. Make sure you don't lose yours. And I give it to him. There's like three times in history since you've known Thorcum where he smiled a little bit. Uh, this is one of those times he kind of cracks a, cracks an awkward smile at you, Jeshi. He takes the book with his left hand and his right hand comes up and he places it on your shoulder. And he says, uh, he says, uh, your kin would be proud of you, son. Keep going. I will. I start to turn. I turn back under my breath. I say, one more thing. You should find out if Catel is single. Mag. <laughs> For Finn. He says, 
he looks up at the lot of you and he says I don't know how you've all survived this long but I'm sure you'll continue to do so until we meet again and he turns do my and best walks to keep out. him alive says the dead guy yeah. <laughs> 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 all right I'm officially the oldest dwarf in the party. <laughs> um, also the I'm the leader of the gang. Only, yeah. only dwarf? It's <laughs> no. mm. no. true. All right, so. Ready to chant? Do, do this thing, yes. Yeah. Okay. You draw the circle of ash. You create the sort of necessary setup for the ritual as described in this in this awkward note. And who's going to say the words? I'll, I'll I'm looking at Belrissa. I'll say them. Um, wait. Let me, <laughs> let me pull it up here. Hold on. Where'd they go? It's in um, Sparrow's Corner. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Inuk Tashal Hiyuk and I focus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you aren't quite sure how, but you can feel Raikkonen reaching out to you as you say these words, Belarusa, grasping in an imperceptible darkness. With a little effort, you expand your senses and make the connection. Close your eyes, he seems to say to you. The slightly vexing tone of his voice in your head is unmistakable. (sighs) Feels as if the floor has fallen out from beneath all of you. You begin to fall at great speed. But before your concern grows louder than a whisper, you're corporeal again, standing solidly on the ground. Party opens up its eyes upon a familiar, yet not so familiar sight. In the briefest of moments, Raikkonen seems to have transported you very far indeed. Before you stands a great and powerful tree that thrums magnificently with life. Every branch brims with broad green leaves that shine in the dappled sun. The grove all around you seems fresh and bold. The smells are smells of spring, earth and greens and blossoms. Leaning in his peculiar style against the iron-hard bark of the banyan tree stands Raikkonen, though in the familiar garb of the wagon man you know him as Mortimer Gastmere. A slight smile, smirk, just crosses face as he looks at you, he registers your wonder. This seems simpler than passing notes, would you agree? That's a pretty cool trick. I'm looking around for my body. Like, if you were going to pull us halfway across the world, why couldn't we have ended up in your house? We got the thing. But, yeah. We're going to go ahead and take a five-minute intermission as you guys have been transported out of the desert for the first time in a long time there's just this feeling of fresh air 
and it doesn't smell like death and like wind and grime and corpses. It's like really hard, I imagine, to just the, the sudden assault of freshness. Uh, and Kins, of course, you in particular as the grove keeper of Alara's grove here. The immediate thing you recognize is the life. It is no longer this poisoned area that that is on the verge of of everything dying and, and being it corrupted. It is so humid here. It's humid. Hair goes, oh. There's there's insects and just heat and and uh, just but there's life. There's you can hear the animals, the birds. You can smell just the flowers, and it is uh, it is something else. Wait, are we on Thunderstone? And we have the bugs too. Not Portsmouth. We're on the island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're standing in the grove. We're underneath the tree. We're gonna underneath get to talk to Victor giant... and everyone. <laughs> tree. All right, we're back. I think. Buttons. Looks like we're back. Pressing buttons. There we go. Buttons. See, it's the nice piano sounds. Oh, I no. very much enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There we go. Welcome back, everybody. All right, so <clears throat> you've just been transported uh, across the continent to the small island of uh, Thunderstone, a.k.a. Alara's Rest, depending on who you ask. But this is uh, where, where our first arc took place, and you guys were able to uh, save this whole area, this tree, from, from a, a group of evil hags. And um, First time being back in probably about two months, and the place looks a lot different. Uh, it was on the verge of ruin and, and just uh, decay and, and corruption the last time you were here, as the corruptive forces of... Uh, of just evil really we're, we're turning everything real bad but now it's it's on the upswing everything there's a lot of new growth and everything is clean and kins you you have this immediate feeling of like oh this is what it's supposed to look like you know as you as you get here and it just feels really nice you feel the immediate warmth of alara kind of enter you and your uh your shield begins to sort of just kind of hum and uh this feels right this feels good whoa kins you are super good at this Oh, oh, this? Yeah, grove keeping. <laughs> yes, I am excellent at grove keeping. I've done so much for this place. Unbelievable. It must be, was it in the book or like, I don't know, how did you learn There was lots this? in the book. It's a great book. It really, it helped me out a lot. <laughs> so we just stare into each other's <laughs> eyes. <laughs> it is beautiful, isn't it? I expect it didn't look quite as alive when you were last here. Oh, hello, no. Mortimer. Hello, no. kids. There were hags. The filth of those if, hags. I wonder what was, Trio's doing. It was washed away, and new growth is here in its place. And from what I can tell, it seems you've done it again. Yep. Took out the tinker. No problem. <laughs> Uh, that's well, where we were do. some problems. <laughs> there were lots of problems. <laughs> but we did it. Yeah, you have problems. like a dragon-sized body that you could pop a dragon soul into? Actually, he's not dead. He's not should, dead. We should be clear. But he'll probably soul. die. No, 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 no. no, no. Ziggy, Ziggy says said he, he was can't alive. Die. 
-hmm. Yeah, but he also said something about like being corrupted. But no, that was just in your brain. We have a dragon friend now, so. And he's in the in the void. You you apparently knew his mother. Sizenex. Yeah, something like that. The Wanderer. Champion of some amazing name. As we get older, I would like you all to give me a name. Raikkonen, maybe you can give me a name. You, you're seeing like the name giving. You have to have a certain. You have it. He just kind of smiles, smiles and nods. And he says, Sizenax the Wanderer, champion of Parsines. There you go. That's, That's the, the one. one. It's not a name I've heard in a long time, but I am not surprised to learn that you have met her son. I knew that you were going to need allies. And it seems like you were more successful than I even thought you might be. But did I have any doubt? No, I did not. Where's Kira? Kira? Firecracker, let me tell you. We went looking for some pirates. I had some business, she had some business. Her business was a bit more violent than mine, perhaps. But uh, she's still down on the coast taking care of some of that business. But she said to tell you that when the time's right, she wants to bring you in on a little situation she's got going down there. Mm. But I told her that uh, deal's a deal. And before y'all were going to want to gallivant across the world again onto some new adventure that I need to live up to my side of the bargain. He looks at you, Vinadil, and he says, So, after all this time, would you prefer to stay in that body you have now? Or would you like to go back to where you came from? I mean, even before we found out that I'm going to slowly drift into madness, I was pretty <laughs> fond of my old body. But that that kind of pushed me over the edge. He says, and, uh, uh, yeah. he says, did you retrieve what you what you went for? I say, I certainly hope so. And I'm grabbing the bag and hold up and toss over to him what we found. Yeah. So you turns out you were in this ziggurat before. Yes. Oh my, look at this magic. Oh my gosh, look at this. He's, it's, he just seems to cast a spell and it's hovering above his hand as he's looking at it. And he looks at you, Jesse, and he says, I put my hand below, like, just check if there's, <laughs> this is just like a faint. <laughs> wow, that's he, uh, really hovering. He flicks that's his so hand cool. and it starts to just hover next to him as, as he, and he says, I have been there many times. Turns out you took this where you took this robot body from. I can assure you it was better off in your possession than his. I'm not I'm not worried about that fact. I, what I'm re really trying to get at is you see this orb, right? You see how it looks? Was there something kind of like this already in there? Like, I don't know. Because there is right now. Some kind of 
That's where the dragon plane of Resonax existence got tentacles in. coming out. Like it's not good. Mm-mm. He uh he he looks at you like he obviously knows what you're talking about. But before he answers, he looks back at Vinadil and he says, um. No, he doesn't. He, he looks at Jeshi in response to your question. And he says, uh, he just kind of nods like, yeah, obviously I know what you're referring to. Let me, let me explain. Okay. And he says, before things went all pear shaped, there were the eight. Each watched over a place of power and each had a champion. With the eight no longer here, those places of power vulnerable to negative influence. That is why the coven was here. He references the tree and looks at Yukins. He looks back at Vin and he says, And that is why Darkshear Grimshale, the Tinker, was in the desert. These things, they're not meant to be left unattended. Wait, is there one? There's one of these here. Uh, Were you the champion? Are you the champion? He looks back at the is giant, the, the, the absolutely oh, massive oh. tree, and he says, "If you know where to look, deep beneath the roots of the banyan, you will find exactly what you found in the desert. And it is only through sheer luck." and the stupidity of evil that them hags did not find it as well. They were kind of stupid, yeah. So there's there's a little glowing orb down there, too? That leads to bad places? What you saw is known as a void rift. It is essentially a gateway if you know how to manipulate it. It can take you to another place, another plane, very dangerous place. But it is not us going there that is the problem. It is what is trying to come through from the other side. It is for that reason that we must ensure that these remain closed and that any who are trying to open them, as I understand, which is what was happening in the desert, that is what needs to be prevented. Okay, but like hypothetically, if we did want to go through to rescue a certain dragon, is that like a thing that's possible or is that like a big no-no? Hypothetically speaking, if one were to travel through to the other side, as Sizanax's son has from what I gather, mm. yeah, the corruptive influence of what beyond lies is inescapable Lazanax is far from weak but I expect that he kind of just trails off I'm sorry you're telling me that we met a super cool ally dragon Super awesome. Made some soul steel. 
lineage of Draxio. All this. And now it's going to be evil. I'm not saying it will be evil. The line of Naxio is incredibly strong. If anyone, if anything, could repel the corruption that lies beyond the void, it is a dragon from the line of Naxio. Okay, this is what I want to hear. However, you asked me hypothetically what lies beyond. There's nothing good. It looks back at Vin at this point, and he, and he flicks, flicks his hand, and the orb kind of hovers over, and he says, It was a dwarf who discovered, quite by accident, that it could be harnessed in ways that are not dissimilar from what the tinker was doing down there in the desert. And it is this very item which can bring your soul back to your body, or if I were to implant this in your chest right now, it would stave off any weakness that the prolonged soul would erode from. I can give this to you right now, and you can stay in that body forever, stave off the madness. Or we can travel back to Stillgate, and I can give you your elvish body back. This is a choice you need to make. But I will uphold my end of the bargain. Exchange. Exchange. That's right. That is how it works. What do you think, Vin? You gonna like ghost nice. robot? Ghost draw? There are pros for both. I Either think. way, you're a ghost. No, I. Not a ghost. No, in you any would not What? I'm sorry. What makes you a ghost? If I look through this thing, the <laughs> telescope thing, I will see Vin Soul inside of Robot. If you pop into this other body, I'll see Vin Soul inside of this other meat sack. Boom, ghost. <laughs> this elven meat sack. <laughs> I mean, then you're a ghost inside a dwarf body. And this like, is what I'm coming to realize. That's why I keep testing for We're all just in meat bodies okay. too now. <laughs> I assume it's a one, only a one-time thing. You can't like put that in me and start staving off the madness now. You're gonna respect while, while, yeah. we, while we <laughs> while we travel over to uh, to the body. Can we just like teleport? Why why didn't you bring the body with you here? Why are I mean there are a lot of questions that come in my mind too. <laughs> we have that lots of questions. Require <laughs> needless travel, but that's all right. Focus like, on I'm, I'm trying right to be now. thankful. Like I'm trying to He's, be. Yeah, he says. Uh, he says. You could travel here because travel between these places of power is not impossible. We can now travel from here to my laboratory in Stillgate, where I've left your body because the magics that keep Stillgate in stasis are what have preserved your flesh. So that is we may another... one day make this decision. Oh, that's a good point. Like, is it another place of power? Here is. Not, not so Stillgate. Is Stillgate also or no? No, but he has the teleportation circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. he was mean, able to bring you here because basically yeah. you were able to, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Like, I mean, it might be handy to uh, 
get a little map of those eight places <laughs> if it feels like we're going to be uh well we got to make what? sure that they're safe and like tell not getting us, corrupted by tell it to people. us out loud we i don't think we want to walk around with a map with these eight places <laughs> okay each I of us takes I, one place in our I brains definitely want to have up. a map of the, of the eight places i mean no so yeah i haven't been sleeping for six weeks yeah it's real creepy and that's given me a lot of time to think and minus all of the just, I mean, to be honest, somewhat helpful. Like I, we were under sand and underwater and I don't have to breathe. So there are some benefits that, that prolong your, your uh, potential life, but uh, also don't sleep or taste things or drink or smell or. Oh my God, the soup. Any Dude, of the things into the that like. Pop into the drow. Yeah, that make life worth living. Like it's, I don't want to just exist forever. Like I want to reconnect to life. I want to sleep again. Like I want to eat even Jessie's soup. I'll even eat that. And uh, even the, <laughs> the good toxic berries, berries that Kins tries to feed They're to the nourishing. whole party. Like. <laughs> I mean, the mushrooms? This, like, the trash berries? Yes. They're <laughs> nourishing. Uh, no, I, I Vegetables. have been thinking about this a lot. I want to go back in to my body. Jeshi, as he's saying this, a root from the ground has, there, there's like a sprig that has like kind of just started growing up and it's just sort of like on your leg and you look down and you recognize it it's treal oh my god <laughs> I you swear it's the exact same plant leaf but it's just just the one there's just one it's like talk it's like coming up it's like trying to communicate with you but hey, you can't man. understand it it's just oh I got you yeah I, I will lean down and I'll just kind of push together the soil just a little bit. Nice. Puts pour some water on it. Good looking out. So uh, Mortimer kind of acknowledges what, what you've said Ben uh, and he basically says whenever you guys are ready you know I'll transport us to to my laboratory. So take How far was it from Stillgate to Portsmouth? It was like a, a couple days? It was, oh, it was a week? It, it was, was a week. It was a week, yeah. A week on foot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you, you guys are like a few miles offshore of Portsmouth right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll just say, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then I'll like start walking towards the giant tree. But as I'm walking, like I'm going to be using my druid craft to like, um, in this like radius of where I'm walking to have... <laughs> any sort of flowers or things kind of like bloom just a little bit so it looks kind of like this magical trail of like life like in moana just... like as you're yeah. walking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> things are just growing with every yeah. step Love uh-huh it. and i just want to walk up to the tree and just place a hand on it kind of like hello it feels warm to the touch and you you get this overwhelming sense of comfort and uh, just things are good here 
and you feel prideful about you know you just feel good about it you just feel you know the decisions you've been making are, are working this place is healthy this place is coming back because of what you and your uh, your friends have been fighting for okay so I'll just take a deep breath and turn to Vin and say I I think your robot body, despite being in a robot body, you're still quite wise, Vin. Quite wise. And then I'll just walk back to the group. Are you guys... Are you jet-lagged? I'm kind of feeling like I should sleep under this tree. Like I kind of... If there's not a rush, maybe like sleep what if we pop over to stillgate and a thousand undead rush us i have no spells we've got mortimer yeah vin can enjoy one more night of not needing to sleep because i'm telling you (laughs) in a week when there's some kind of noise and he can't sleep he's gonna be like i wish i was a robot (laughs) and then i'll make you some nighttime soup man it'll work it's gonna be good Oh, you should at least one eat one more trash berry in your robot form, and then I'll I'll give you one once you mm. come back into your. You, you can you can get the actual flavors when you're not a robot. I promise it's gonna be great. <laughs> He's like, I'm good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> like I, I think we might have some time to come back to the island, Jesse, and sleep under the tree. Like, I'd like to go yeah. ahead and do this if possible. Okay, fine. Just like, I was literally on haste earlier today. I'm feeling tired. Also, I almost got sucked into another dimension. A bunch of ghost spirits talked to me. A fire demon lit on my face. Two giant robots smashed me. A soul tentacle tried to pull me into the beyond. Yeah. Ziggy made fun of me several times. I mean, that's normal. It was a pretty, pretty My normal best day friend for you. got pulled in through a, through a void and got lost without ever giving me a ride. Best friend. Yeah, Laz and X, you met him. Yeah. We're best friends. Known him for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't sense it. We're, it we're not your best friends by now, after all. We've no, been you're, my, you're my team. Oh. But he's mm. my best friend. Okay. Mm. I'm just uh, fine. Uh, uh, let's go. We'll, we'll protect you. I'll, I'll take your consolation, best friend prize. Yeah, you guys are super cool. <laughs> Did you see that dragon? Yeah. Did you hear what Catel said? Like I know. You do that. You do that. I you try. Were polar bear. I, I, it's like not, it, I, I can fly, I can summon a fire demon elemental, but I can't do both at the same time where I'm like, you, you know. Think you can turn into a dragon now? I, yeah. You told me once it was just like after you saw something, you could turn I, into it. <laughs> yeah, you want me to just transform to anything on command? It takes a little bit more, you know. We have we have a mission. I, then I'm trying to you'll redirect. We have a mission at hand. I'm pointing at robot. You'll also be the champion of the soul steel. So you'll be two of the eight. And then oh, this God. is the mission. We'll no, make you because eight then of eight. you're gonna murder Kins, and then what? What's gonna happen after that? 
Bad idea. Just like it's a bad idea to have the map with L8. Oh, I'm, I'm only gonna murder you if you turn to Zdick. Okay. Okay. I'm a little punch drunk. I'm ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> ready to go? Okay. So, uh, Mortimer, you know, he, um, as you guys say you're ready to go, you notice that he himself walks over to the tree and puts a hand on it and kind of lowers his head and has a few moments of silence and comes back and he takes out some spell components and looks for kind of an open patch of ground and draws what looks to be a teleportation circle and starts to cast a spell and asks all of you to stand within the circle, which I'm assuming you all do. And you are magicked away moments later to Mortimer's laboratory in the frozen city of Stillgate. You're immediately met with the change in atmosphere. It's stale, it's dry, static. The life that was permeating around and just feeling that that sort of warmth and freshness is replaced not with the dry, macabre feeling of the desert, but with this just feeling of just nothing. It's like everything is stopped. There's no wind. There's no sounds of insects. There's no anything. It's incredibly awkward, but also uh, the, the sensory deprivation is just strange. You look around and Mortimer walks into the large solarium that if you recall was where Vinadil's body was being kept. What's everybody doing? I hate it here. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. I wanna look out the window. Is there a window? Mm. Uh, right, the, the, the solarium you guys are kind of in the basement. Oh. But the solarium opens up into there's like a, a, a glass roof where you can see out. Okay, but I can't daytime. see people, right? No, you wouldn't be able to see any people from here. No. There were two chairs, as I remember. One of yeah, them I'm holding my body. Still looking for the, papers I'm, on the tables. <laughs> I'm sitting in the other chair. This is very much like a, like like a, Doctor Frankenstein's laboratory type of place. There are two chairs, one of which lying back diagonally is the still yet preserved corpse of Vinadil, the drow. Uh, then you uh, you rush over, probably. Uh, and, and, and Calm yeah, and steady, walk into the chair. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be any decay or damage or anything noticeable. In fact, it's, it's kind of weird. It looks exactly the way you left it. Just as all of the people of Stillgate. Stronger, even. <laughs> Stronger. <laughs> There's slightly more muscles and fighter-like <laughs> posture to the body. Oh They're gonna D-level. <laughs> yeah. I wanna put Vin's body into, like, a strange position. Nah. <laughs> like this tears ACL. Get away! Orissa <laughs> <laughs> just Torn starts ACL. slapping slapping Vin's face. It's weird you don't feel it at all. The, uh, the room is, 
you know, you look around, it's all hard edges and just shined brass. There's mechanics everywhere. In fact, you know, now that you've been here and there within a relatively short time, there's a lot of similarities between the machinery and the type of things that you saw, the artificer equipment that you saw in the Tinker's workshop to here. Uh, The materials seem very similar, a lot of glass, a lot of brass and copper, things of that nature. Uh, and the shapes of particularly Vin because you were looking at that sort of weird contraption and uh, you notice that above the bodies there's something not all dissimilar uh, from from that same thing though noticeably lacking any uh, you know void rifts or black shadowy death tentacles on one thick oaken table there's a bunch of tools and accoutrement, and next to it, in a chair, is this supine form of Vinadil. Your flesh is unaltered by the time away. I still get strange magics weave through everything in this place. Mortimer gestures you, Vin, towards the chair's twin next to it. <laughs> I'm ready. I lay down in it. To my knowledge, this has... I gotta see this. To my knowledge, this has never been attempted. I don't say that to alarm you. Only that this would, in some times and places, be considered very forbidden magic. Very forbidden indeed. Sweet. I believe... (laughs) I believe there is very little danger to you, Vinadil, considering. But everyone else must stand well back. I mean, Kins is already in a corner just trying to s- silently, stealthily snoop because she's just a well, weirdo and wants to, like, see what, <laughs> what is snoopable. I, so she's already far away from them. Noticing the similarities, I'm going to just ask him, like, how how much of this did you learn from studying the Tinker? Or is this knowledge you came by on your own? This room looks very similar. He says, uh, the techniques for transferring souls, whether it's done out of malicious intent or otherwise, techniques are very similar. That is why this is forbidden magic. There are divine magics to resurrect a soul, bring a body back, but they are as we've learned, unreliable right now. If you were to do this, this is the way we're gonna do it. Works for me. Mortimer takes the orb, the core of 13, he lays it gently, almost lovingly, upon the chest of the recumbent and original body of Vinadil. Are you ready? spell begins slowly, building in volume and tempo as his hands trace intricate symbols in the air between the two vinadils. Runes flash and burst, echoing loudly in the chamber and sending sparks skittering across the floor. A fine sheen of sweat beads upon his brow, which he furrows in deep concentration. His pale eyes fade to a milky white as Raikkonen thrusts his hands towards the glasswork ceiling. He cries, Artu, 
Akor Burak, the elvish voice leaking through. He seems with his bare hands to rip a sizzling bolt of purple arcane energy from the sky above. The bolt sears through the chamber, tracing the copper coils faster than the eye can follow before bursting from the nozzle of one of the bronze contraptions that hang above. It fires straight into the orb, which begins to glow, red and hot, the runes on the surface flaring wildly. Vinadil, that tug that you remember from standing in close contact with the soul steel, it's magnified a thousandfold. And before you can react, you're vaulted out of the construct so quickly that you fear you'll lose consciousness and drift out into the nothingness of the spirit winds. Mortimer turns, quick. With one hand, he reaches out to you. You strain with all your essence. He reaches out to grasp your ghostly fingers. Here, you fool. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw as you reach out and try to grab Mortimer's hands. Am I within 10 feet? No. Ah, I moved out of the way. This is all Vin. Go, Vin. You got this. Reach. I'm not great at. I am not great at this. Oh my gosh. Oh okay. no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. You got this. We came all this way. No, I don't ah, got this. That was not oh my gosh. Roll. Oh no. Oh, that terrible. But it That's a five. It's a five. Gosh. It wasn't a one. No, it, it was not a one. a one. That's very important. <laughs> you reach out to grab his fingers and his hand passes right through yours. Finn, as you start to feel yourself being pulled back out of the way, you hear Mortimer, and he reaches up and two more lightning bolts, and, and this flare of light flies out from underneath him, and his hair begins to rise up from the static electricity, and he's sweating profusely. And he plants his feet and he reaches out, grab them! And he reaches his hand out. One more chance. Come on, Don't Vin. miss, Vin. You got this. I can't take this. I believe I got oh my gosh. Why? It's an eight. Better. <laughs> I don't think an eight is good enough. Oh my gosh. An eight. Where's our flash of genius? Like, <laughs> oh yikes! Oh, yikes! Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sad word. <laughs> oh no, no! <laughs> Some serious music. This is worse. <laughs> Just want to point out, if we would have slept. <laughs> I would have had some spells involved. At first, Vin, you reach out, you, you try to grab him, and your fingers pass right through his hands. He flares up, making a last-ditch effort to reach out as the spirit winds begin to pick up and your soul begins to be blown away into the ether. He reaches out and with one final attempt, tries to grab you and makes contact with your arm. 
He begins to pull you back. For a brief moment, you see on Mortimer's face that he is struggling. This is taking everything that this man has. He pulls you back with all his strength towards the orb. At first, there's a thick, sludgy resistance to your movement. You strain with all of your essence, and you soon begin to slip towards yourself. It's easier and easier as you close the distance. Then, your spiritual form is sucked within the sphere, and your mind goes black. Mortimer reacts in an instant. He pinwheels his arm, and with the palm of his right hand, he slams the glowing ball deep within the chest of Vinadil's elvish body. And your world explodes with light, Finn. The light fades, the spell is ended, and your eyes open, and you are again Vinadil. But with like a metal thing in my chest, my like Iron Man Vinadil. You look down. Like I'm I'm feeling down at my chest. <laughs> you look down, and then the center of your chest, you see, you feel a glowing orb, and it's like you're just like trying to, you know, immediately kind of freaking out a little bit. And it is there. It is just in your skin. It's, you know, your armor has made way for it. See, Jeshi? Not not a ghost. Yeah, no, no problem, man. I was watching through the telescope. There was a time you were just floating there. Couldn't get a hold of you. Definitely weren't close to just floating away forever. Seems fine. Good magic. Perfectly healthy. I'm, I'm gonna walk up to Vin. And tap on the little his chest ball. <laughs> As you start to walk up to Vin, a hand comes out, stops you. It's Mortimer. Don't go near him. Is he okay? He's okay. But he's not the only thing that came back. What? Oh. Uh, I yanked And that up. is where we are <laughs> going to go end <laughs> season one of Bad Plans. Well, at least you got back into the body. I I thought that for sure. <laughs> bye bye, Vin. I know. Like after all of this, <laughs> the Steel Sands arc has come to completion. I, guys, guys, guys. Nice. It's Lidenid. Lidenid has come back. Oh, good. Uh, we all need evil twins. It's fine. Whereas we all know Vinaldi. 
Vinaldi. Yeah. I love Vinaldi. I want there to be a character named Vinaldi. Wow. We make the that an NPC. Single, the two single-digit wisdom saves were brilliant, by oh, the way. God. Dude. Well, you know. You've brought Good something back with you. I want nothing if not to provide us more content for future arcs. You know, like, yeah. you know. Yeah, you are the you are the pivot of the I'm story. the content creator. <laughs> just, you know, I died at the end of That's the first one role. just to make it interesting. Uh-huh. And, I could have rolled higher, clearly, but you now know. you res evil. <laughs> yes. Oh Alignment change. Jesse, you can do something about that, right? Yeah, oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, wow. guys, that was so much fun. Good job. Uh, awesome. Thank you guys for watching. If you're in chat right now, we really appreciate it. We, a couple, couple of things we want to talk about. So, um, so Evan, who plays Thorcum, is, uh, you know, he recently had uh, a baby, so he's going to be taking some time to... You know, go be a dad, which is hard work. If you're, you know, if you're a parent, you know what that's like having a having a newborn at home. So he's gonna be bowing out of the game for a little bit. We are also going to be taking a bit of a hiatus from the story, uh, so that uh, myself and Triven uh, are we can uh, catch up on some of the writing, kind of prepare for what's coming next, and, and get ahead a little bit. Uh, so they're not going to be regular Wednesday games until November. So for the rest of September and the entire month of October, we're not going to be playing on Wednesdays. We probably will do occasional just hang. I don't know. Somebody speak Gartic up. Arctic phone. Yeah, we'll probably yeah. play games. Unplanned, still. but yeah, Arctic games. <laughs> yeah, like it might not be every single Wednesday or whatever. We'll find out. But we the channel's not going to like be totally, totally silent for the whole time. Like we'll definitely be hanging out, playing some stuff. Maybe even just have some nights where we just I don't know, run some recharge. Yeah, we'll run some arenas, or we'll just hang out and do some stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, we're gonna probably month and a half or so to catch up on writing for the next arc, and then we'll start season two in and around November at some point. So we'll keep you guys posted. Make sure you're in the in the Discord if you're not already. Um, what else? What do you guys? What else do we want to say? Ah, uh, I mean nothing. I think <laughs> should we raid? We should definitely yeah, raid. We should definitely raid. It was, definitely, a, it was a hell of an arc. Yeah. Jeez. My goodness. Good. But roles. we we made it. It was a good arc. <laughs> we got we started with the oh Vin gosh. ghost robot, and now we are in something something about, new, something new released. I was about to become not back. evil. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. I, I love. But now you're I mean, evil again. Which. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yay. I mean, I mean that's the thing. Like, let's not miss the fact that you know Belrissa's counterpart comes from the great evil that, that we're oh, like we know. we're fighting against. Like, we know. I mean, no, it's it's cool. We're, it's it's gonna we're gonna now, you're like wait we have collide. a warlock in the party first time noticing that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hold on a second here. This is weird. You guys like it's fine. A good warlock, though. You guys like yeah. what I can do for the party. A caring warlock. Absolutely. We, we got to have the warlock on our side to destroy some bros. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Destroyer of bros. Hey, everybody. If, you, if you've been watching the whole time, just want to say really appreciate you. It's been awesome. This has been a lot of fun. Can't wait to keep the story going and see where see what else happens to Vinadil, which is apparently mm. what our whole story revolves around. That's so. it all. Center of the universe there. <laughs> So until next time, good luck with your bad plans.